Hello and welcome to Comics Culture Catastrophe. My name is Goose and I'm an artist and a huge culture nerd. This podcast is going to be a space for analyzing some of the planet's most interesting cultural entries in the past 30 or so years. Expect animation, film, comics, books, street art, clothing lines, and anything else that turns aspects of our society into art. Today's episode is about two stories that made big impressions on me at very different times in my life. They may seem pretty much unrelated at first, but I believe that they hold a lot of the same ideas and lessons hidden in their main characters. Since you can probably read the title of this episode, you know that I'm talking about the Japanese franchise Dragon Ball and the English story Winnie the Pooh. Some of you who have read or watched the original Dragon Ball storyline might have an idea of my angle here, but if not, let's center this discussion around a third piece of media a book called The Tao Te Pooh by Benjamin Hoff. Full disclosure, I am a shill for this book. I have no financial ties to it, obviously, but I love this book, and I've always recommended it to my friends. It essentially draws parallels between the carefree affect of Winnie and the unknowable wisdom of the Taoist author Lao Tzu, who was actually probably a bunch of different people and not just one guy. Anyways, if you don't already know, Taoism is where yin and yang originate from. Uh, That symbol that's now on every piece of clothing at Urban Outfitters was once a religious symbol uh, that illustrated harmony in the ways that there is good in the bad and bad in the good. Taoism has a rich list of traditions, spiritual tales, and stories But for our purposes, we're going to be focusing on its parables, which are collected in the Tao Te Ching. Depending on who you are, these parables might feel annoying. They are all balanced between being obnoxiously obvious and painfully vague. But that fine line is where the power of Taoism lies. One of my favorite parables from Lao Tzu is something along the lines of The usefulness of a pot is the emptiness within it. And emptiness abounds when we're talking about Winnie the Pooh. Even as a kid, I felt like there was something off about him. Like he had hit in his head a few times too many, or Christopher Robin was practicing brain surgery on him. But isn't that aloofness exactly why we love Winnie the Pooh? He's not exactly just a fool there for comedic relief. He's just there to be lovable naive in the most harmless ways possible. So that's exactly what the Tao Te Pu gets at. Despite being arguably the stupidest creature in the Hundred Acre Woods, he's the happiest. There's obviously some wisdom in his gracious pursuits of self-fulfillment. Getting honey isn't even portrayed as some sort of sin or guilty pleasure. It is just a source of joy. And there's no internal antagonist in Winnie. He's not fighting with any demons. He has simple tastes, a simple mind, simple goals, and a simple love for his friends. The Tao Te Pooh, which his way, uh, with a capital W, is an attitude of perpetual enjoyment of the moment. Uh, 
There's no buts, no exceptions. It's just a monastic sense of existential appreciation, the opposite of existential dread. And there's always been that seemingly accurate urban legend floating around about Winnie the Pooh that claims that all of the characters represent some sort of behavioral or cognitive issue. I personally think it stretches a little too far and assumes a lot of intent that just clearly wasn't there, but I also think there's something useful to it. Piglet represents general anxiety disorder, and that's why I always uh, identified with Piglet the most. Eeyore is chronically depressed. Rabbit is cranky? I, I don't know. And Owl is just kind of a know-it-all. Kanga and Roo are, I think, supposed to represent like postpartum, but they've always seemed totally fine to me, so I don't really understand that one. But in this rumor, Pooh either has ADD or OCD. The problem I have with this is that Pooh rarely actually gets into genuine trouble because of his behavior. It's not like ADD in reality. It's usually just not a problem, not an aspect of his character that is at odds with the world he lives in, which is what ADD and OCD typically act like. They end up manifesting as obstacles to be navigated. Pooh, in my opinion, is just enlightened, and it's why he's such a timeless character. The way that he navigates interpersonal conflict, adventure, risk, it's just so satisfying to watch because he does it with the ease of a child. He's unburdened by responsibility and expectations and self-image. Few protagonists are written this way, especially today when cynicism and relatability overpower everything else. As soon as I read the original Dragon Ball manga, I immediately made this connection in, in my head that these were two characters of the same cloth. I honestly think that Goku is just a Japanese application of all of the ideas that Winnie the Pooh has. Goku's based on Sun Wukong, the Monkey King, which was the protagonist in Journey to the West, uh, a famous Chinese novel centered in Taoism. He's the embodiment of that childlike anti-cynicism that I think Winnie the Pooh eventually grew into. Goku's personality is used in a more modern sense of humor and against a backdrop of more universal parts of daily life. The original manga is just so good at writing the Taoism into the character because the very story itself flows and is carefree and open in the same ways that Goku is. And I think that that's something a lot of stories today lack. The way that characters are written seems to always be purpose-built for what the path of the story is. Goku wasn't written for the story of collecting seven Dragon Balls and then making a wish with them. He was just made to be a good, funny, lovable character. You could stick him in essentially any story, and it would still be fun regardless. And in general, that's something that the medium of comics does really well. Since you can't be won over by flashy action effects and sound design in a comic, seeing as they don't have sound, comic authors have to harmonize their characters with their stories to a much more careful degree. You have to be won over by both by the character and the situations they find themselves in. 
That's not as easy as it sounds. We're all pretty familiar with the hero's journey formula at this point. There are only so many ways to resist the call to adventure and, and ways to pass the threshold and ways to atone. But that's the thing. For all the MacGuffins and quests in Dragon Ball, Goku never hesitates or has difficulty with his mentors. The characters around him do, just but just like Winnie, he needs supporting roles who are actually relatable. Probably so that us readers don't start feeling bad about ourselves or alienated by the effortlessness. And this formula clearly works. Create a perfectly lovable character and then surround them with satellite characters that are lovable in more niche and relatable ways. Krillin and Tien are my favorite characters in Dragon Ball and they are both terrible in comparison to Goku. The congruency between these works is interesting. Neither is really going out of its way to advocate for the ways of life that the main characters lead, but they're both inspiring in the ways that they just don't care. Not in a cynical, stoic, badass way, but in a genuinely joyful way. I think we don't have enough of that in stories today. We need more stupid characters. More stupid, more happy, more dumb. When you put ignorance as bliss together with a pure heart, you still have a true hero. In the West, especially America, I think we are just stifled by the same form of the hero myth over and over again. We are so entrenched in heroes who lack something and then have to use power in order to undo that lack. Goku may be a fighter at heart, but his sense of justice is just so goofy and innate that the focus almost always ends up on his own pursuit of self-betterment and not the fight. With Winnie, the only antagonists he ever encounters are elephants in his fever dreams. In my opinion, more writers need to realize that heroes can still be heroes without a true antithetical villain. But that's just my opinion. I highly recommend you read or watch all of the pieces of media I covered in this little discussion. Winnie the Pooh by A.A. Milne, of course, is a classic and a Disney mainstay. Doubt a Pooh by Benjamin Hoff is a calming, relaxing, and reassuring read. Plus, there's a Piglet sequel if you've got general anxiety disorder like me. Uh, Dragon Ball by Akira Toriyama is, of course, a media powerhouse and one of the ways that most westerners get into anime i would suggest reading the original manga uh although there are a little there are a few uncomfortable cultural differences that are made apparent in there occasionally um dragon ball z is great as well that's where i got introduced um but it's a lot less relevant to Taoism and inner peace it's a lot more just fighting In the next episode, I'll be going over a show that me and my friends watch basically every year in the fall, and that's Patrick Mahale's Over the Garden Wall. I'll be talking about how well it understands fear and intertwines childhood with existentialism, essentially. I hope you enjoyed this little little bit. There's me rambling about Winnie the Pooh and Dragon Ball. See you in the next podcast.